I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sawing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player. Too. Well, the devil did go down to Georgia, apparently, and he's still there. <laughs> There's an election today in the state of Georgia, and we're continuing to monitor that here on KSL News Radio throughout the day. Stay with us all day long today. We'll give you up to the minute uh, reports of what's happening down there in the state of Georgia. The polls close at 5 p.m. Utah time tonight, and uh, votes will begin to be tallied. And again, the balance of power in the United States Senate uh, hanging in the balance. Uh, Republicans just need to win one of the two races to maintain control. Uh, if uh, the Democrats are able to flip both of those seats uh, to blue, then uh, they will take over uh, as con- having control anyway of the of the Senate, which would uh, make uh, Chuck Schumer from New York the majority leader. And of course, that would all come by way of Vice President-elect uh, Kamala Harris uh, casting deciding votes there in the United States. And I actually think that uh, the President-elect Biden, if he were smart, he would send uh, Kamala Harris uh, to preside over the Senate. That is the role of the vice president, as outlined in the Constitution. Uh, we kind of got away with that because uh, some of the vice presidents in the past didn't really like to legislate and didn't like to deal with senators, so they uh, it became a more ceremonial thing. But it is in the Constitution, and they uh, really could drive the agenda differently than it's been done in both Democratic and Republican hands uh, for the last couple of decades. Uh, and really with Mitch McConnell and Harry Reid, now Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer, uh, very little has changed. It's has far less to do with left and right. Democrat and Republican has much more to do with those in power and those in control. Uh, and so all of that leads to our final discussion topic today, and that is this day of reckoning. Uh, the year 2020, I think, uh, laid bare a, a lot of things for us in this country. Uh, but in particular, I think it uh, laid bare the disconnect between elected officials and the American people. Uh, Many Democrats uh, declared the election was a a day of reckoning for Republicans as President uh, Trump uh, was defeated. Republicans, in turn, declared that the election was a day of reckoning for Democrats uh, who lost seats in the House of Representatives uh, and failed to shift the balance of power in a host of state and local elections uh, despite unprecedented uh, spending. Uh, But I'm here to tell you that the real reckoning, the real reckoning is coming when both parties understand how far they have drifted from the American people they are supposed to represent, uh, they've got to change that. And uh, we need leaders who will can, who can actually lead with a little bit of humility uh, would make a, a big difference. Uh, and so both parties, I think both parties have some reckoning to do uh, as they move into 2021. Uh, they need to connect and reflect the mind and will of the American people. And I think they have to figure out where they actually are. Uh, It's that old saying, you know, you can't chart a course to where you want to go unless you know where you actually are. So it would require a reckoning would require both Democrats and Republicans to realize where they are in relationship to the American people. 
because you just can't. You can't chart a course unless you know where you are. Political parties need to do that, and they need to reconcile where they are and what the reality is. So Republicans, Republicans have got to reckon with the fact that Joe Biden's going to be president in a few days on January 20th. Uh, All theories, all lawsuits aside, everything that's going to take place tomorrow, President-elect Biden, uh, he did win for a reason. And recognizing the reason or the reasons uh, is the beginning of restoring some reason, I think, to the Republican Party. Democrats, on the other hand, the Democrats have got to reckon with the reality that more than 70 million Americans voted for President Trump. They also have to understand how Mr. Trump replaced former President Barack Obama as the most admired man in America. Now, the far left of the Democratic Party, they, they've got to come to an understanding as it relates to socialism, that uh, socialism won't win, won't work in America. Uh, they should open their eyes to the irony of capitalism working within their own ranks. Uh, we've mentioned this before on this program. Uh, the website of Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, sells sweatshirts that say tax the rich for $58 a pop. Or, or you can get a T-shirt emblazoned with cancel student debt on it. Uh, those sell for $27 a pop, plus shipping and handling, of course. Uh, and so that part of capitalism seems to be working for some of those on the left. Uh, but they've got to come to a reckoning with that. The far right of the Republican Party has got to reckon with the fact that government does have an important role to play in society. Uh, they should actually reread the words of uh, Abraham Lincoln, who declared that the role of government was to elevate the condition of man, to lift artificial weights from all shoulders, to clear the paths of laudable pursuit for all, to afford all an unfettered start and a fair chance in the race of life. And so they have to to recognize that. They have to reckon with that. The Democratic Party has to reckon with the reality that the private sector is better than government at some things. In fact, look at the vaccine for the COVID-19 virus. Uh, Pfizer CEO Albert Borla chose not chose not to take government money for the research and development of a COVID-19 vaccine. In other words, he and his company made a $2 billion gamble. But he did that saying, I believe in the power of science. I believe in the power of the private sector. And I believe in the miracles that science and the private sector can do together for mankind. So we need to have a reckoning with that. Those from the left... Back to the right, Republicans need to reckon with the fact that they're still perceived as an exclusive party of elite country clubbers looking out for their rich friends. Uh, The party should start every discussion about entitlement reform with a very clear declaration that they're going to end corporate welfare. Both parties have got to recognize that the idea of political populism is an easy mantle to claim, uh, but that real governing is a hard thing to do. Uh, And so both sides of the political aisle have gone uh, to this populist idea. And uh, looking at how that has transpired, if you look all the way back to 2009, the Tea Party populism uh, used the angst around Obamacare. And uh, that was really an engine that drove kind of an us-against-them view of President Obama and congressional uh, Democrats. Uh, On the other side of the coin, you have the Occupy Wall Street movement that followed shortly thereafter, similarly channeled a frustration about them, the top 1% of earners, the millionaires and corporate executives. 
And the populists uh, are always looking for an easy target to be angry at or to, to be frustrated with. And it's not hard. The populist message is not hard for any candidate to claim because the American people do want to be led. They do want to have a leader who has their back and who's fighting for them. And so both sides have, have got to come to a reckoning that populism only has to incite the riot. It doesn't have to govern and it doesn't have to lead. But what the country needs is leadership. Uh, interesting, our good friend, uh, pollster Scott Rasmussen wrote uh, a few weeks ago, he talked about this reckoning. He said, many in official Washington are hoping that the Biden presidency will signal a return to the politics as usual that existed before President Trump took office. The reality, however, of where the American people are, the American people are not looking to go back. They don't want to go back to the establishment politics of either the Republicans or the Democrats. So so what does that leave us with? And where does that take us? It takes us to the American people. What is it? What is it that the American people want? And so if you're if you're trying to be a leader, if you're trying to give voice or reflect the voice of the hopes and the aspirations of the American people, you have to know where they are. In other words, politicians are going to have to reckon with the reality that they have become completely disconnected from the citizens of the nation. And they have to embrace this notion that they need to know where the people are if they're ever going to lead them. Uh, I always loved uh, Lady Margaret Thatcher, uh, a great leader in her time. Uh, she once mocked the political elite of her day because she described them this way. She said, the elite of today say something like, show me where my people are going so that I might go there and lead them. And we have a lot in uh, in Washington and uh, around the country who are doing just that in the world today. And so there is a reckoning coming in American politics. And it's not just for the Republicans, a day of reckoning. It's not just for the Democrats, a day of reckoning. It's for all across the spectrum. Because there's this deep disconnect between the politicians, the political parties, and the people of this nation. And it's going to take some hard work and heavy lifting, some real humility. And humility as a leadership quality uh, actually makes space for the kind of creativity and connection and cooperation that the citizens of the United States of America actually want, need, and deserve from our leaders. Whichever side does that first, has that reckoning, and finds the American people, they're going to lead we the people for the next decade. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL's Inside Sources. As always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.